0: Hello, I'm Mike Moore, and welcome to the How to Win podcast. These podcasts are based off 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 14. It says, Now thanks be unto God who always causes us to triumph in Christ. Listen, I am so happy to have you with us today. It's going to be a wonderful experience. We're in my leadership edition of the How to Win, and God wants us to win in our leadership. I began a wonderful series a few episodes ago entitled, A Leadership Mentality. A Leadership Mentality. Proverbs 23, 7 says, As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. As he thinks in his mind, so is he. So leadership Effectiveness or ineffectiveness is a reflection of how the leader thinks, and we want to help you to elevate your thinking because when you elevate your thinking, you will elevate your position, you will elevate your achievement, you will elevate your influence as a leader thinks so is he. We divided this series of leadership mentality into three parts. Part one has to do with foundation. We're calling it foundation stones to successful leadership. Just, just fundamental, basic uh, principles of how a leader should think. Our second part is the part that we're in, and we'll conclude today. It's on concepts, thinking through concepts, and then in our next episode, we'll begin part three. And part three is on attitude. Our attitude as a leader is very. Important. So part two is what we're on today, and we will conclude this second part entitled Concepts, Thinking Through Concepts. There are four elements of the thinking through concept process. Number one, we've talked about analytical thinking. What is it? What's involved in analytical thinking, every great leader develops himself or has developed him or herself in analyzing situations and problems, analytical thinking. In lesson two, we talked about conceptual. Thinking, taking patterns and principles and, 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 and merging those things, the past and the present, conceptual thinking. In our last episode, we talked about strategic thinking has to do with the future. It is thinking beyond the here and the now. Now, this fourth, fourth, Uh, element of thinking through concepts is customer-oriented thinking. This is lesson four, and the final episode of part two. Customer-oriented thinking. As a leader of a organization, business, profit or non-profit business, if you're a leader in the church if regardless to whatever you're in nonprofit this organization institution then you have a customer to be successful you have to think about your customer customer oriented thinking so i want to give you a definition and then i want to give you a biblical background text and then i'm going to give you some things to think about as it relates to your customer. So what is customer-oriented thinking? Let's get on the uh, the same page. Customer-oriented thinking is a thinking pathway. Analytical thinking is a thinking pathway. Uh, Strategic thinking is a thinking pathway. Conceptual thinking is a a thinking pathway. But customer-oriented thinking is a thinking pathway that guides one, guides you to consider the customer's needs, perspective, and demonstrates empathy for those you serve and for those who help you to serve them. I'm going to say that again. Customer oriented thinking is a thinking pathway that guides one, that's you, you're the leader, guides you to consider your customers, number one, need, Consider your customers, number two, perspectives, and number three, demonstrate empathy for those you serve, that's your external customer, and demonstrate empathy for those who help you to serve them, and that's your internal customer. So, you have an External customer, those that you're serving, you're providing a service or a product. That's your, your external customer. But then you have a team, a staff, employees, volunteers that help you to serve your external customer. And those who help you are your Internal customers. Okay? And we're talking about considering your customers' needs, perspectives, and demonstrating empathy toward them. I'm going to give you a scriptural proof text. These leadership lessons are based off biblical principles. You see, the Word of God is the answer. Is the answer for leadership too? So I, I, I've come up with a beautiful proof text from the Word of God. Jesus is our uh, leader in this, in this text, and He demonstrates and operates in customer-oriented thinking. Mark chapter eight, verse one through three in the New King James Version. In our last episode, we were talking about strategic thinking and Jesus feeding the 5,000 men plus women and children. In this episode, Jesus is performing another miracle. Again, he's feeding people. He's going to feed, I think it was 4,000, but it's not the same uh, Miracle that took place in the feeding of the 5,000 men plus women and children. So in Mark chapter 8, verse 1 through 3, it says, In those days, the multitude being very great and having nothing to eat, Jesus called his disciples to him and said to them, I have compassion on the multitude because they have now continued with me three days and have nothing to eat. And if I send them away hungry to their own houses, they will faint on the way for some of them have come from afar." Wow, this is a beautiful text. It is a beautiful text. And we're talking about customer-oriented thinking, and I want to take this story, incident, biblical illustration of Jesus walking out customer-oriented thinking. So we said that, Customer oriented thinking is a thinking pathway that guides the leaders to think about the customer's needs, the customer's perspective, and then to demonstrate empathy. Now, so when we talk about considerations, there are three things that the leader must consider or three things that the leader must operate in. Number one, the leader must think through the customer's needs, the needs of the customer, the thinking through the needs of your customer. What does your customer, the person that you're serving, you're providing a service or a product, someone that's your external customer so what does your customer need and you've got to think through that do they need convenience do they need feedback what do does your customer need What does your customer need? You got to think through not just what you need, not just what your business need. Maybe your business need money or your business need volunteers or your business need uh, staff. No, no, no. We're not talking about what you need. We're talking about what does your customer need. And you got to think through this. You know, if your customer, if you're in a church, your customer or uh, members, visitors, uh, or workers, volunteers, what do they need? In this episode, of this illustration in Mark chapter 8, Jesus recognized that the people needed physical food. Now, He had been teaching them for three days. Now, he could have just considered their spiritual needs and just sent them on home. But no, he understood that they had physical needs. Think about it. Three days, you're listening to this prophet teach, you know, and and the environment, it may be hot. It it may be uncomfortable seating, thinking through what they need to be able to survive and to maintain and to listen and to connect with you. What do they need? They need physical food. He didn't think, oh, they they need the word. I'm going to teach them and then send them home. No, he was thinking about what they need. You got to think about what your customer needs. Secondly, what's your customer perspective? What do your customer think about certain things? In other words, what are the conditions surrounding your customer? What is the conditions? Is it hot? Do they have to stand a long time? What are the conditions that they're dealing with? Jesus' point of view was from the position of the people. He knew they had come from great distances. So he knew these people have traveled from a long place, a long way to get here. So he's he's looking from their perspective. They they've traveled from a long distance, and and most of them ha- have. Stretch, they need to use the restroom, Uh, they need something to eat, Uh, the ground is hard, maybe it's tough uh, terrain, he's got to think from their perspective, not just the organization, the ministry perspective, the business perspective, and then empathy, demonstrating empathy for the customer. The Bible said that Jesus was moved with compassion. He was moved with compassion. They don't have anything to eat. If I send them home and they're hungry, some of them could faint on the way because they hadn't eaten anything. He, he, it, that's empathy. He's putting himself in the place of the customer. And you have to put yourself in the place of your customer, whether it be your external customer, those you're serving, those you're giving the product to or selling the product to, uh, the service you're providing, but also those that are helping you, your staff, your team, your volunteers, your employees. You've got to put yourself in their position thinking about your customer, demonstrating empathy. Now, I, I want to ask you a question. This is this powerful stuff. How did Jesus know many in the crowd had come from far? How, these thousands of people, how, how did he know they had come from far? Well, the answer is, and you're going to be surprised by this, the answer is the disciples had surveyed and interviewed certain people in the crowd. Yes, they no doubt went through the crowd. He asked, the disciple asked questions like, where are you from? How long did it take you to get here? How are you doing? They interviewed the crowd. That was their customer. Jesus, could. he didn't just supernaturally know they came. No, they interviewed the people. They talked to the people. They asked people questions. So now as a leader, he has some information. He knew that they had walked from long distances or traveled from long distances. He knew they had made a tremendous investment just to get there. And the Bible says he was moved with compassion. You cannot be moved with compassion when you're unaware. If you're unaware of what your customer is dealing with, then it's difficult for you to have compassion. One tool for gaining customer feedback would be a simple survey. If you want to know what's going on, with your customer, whether it be external, internal, survey them. Get some information from your customer. Get some information from the people that you're trying to give the product to. Survey them. It can be a simple survey, but it gives you information. Now, listen, customer-oriented thinking has to do with considering the needs of the customer, the perspective of the customer, and demonstrating empathy, putting yourself in the place of your external and internal customer. Now, in conclusion, listen at this. It is important for leaders to evaluate themselves to discover thinking gaps. Now, you've got to evaluate yourself. Do you have any thinking gaps? Because this whole part, part two, concepts, uh, has, to, uh, has to do with thinking through. Are there any thinking gaps? You say, well, what's a thinking gap? A thinking gap can be in the area of leadership. It can be in the area of administration. Maybe there's a gap there in in your organization. It can be a thinking gap in the finances. It can be a thinking gap in the business side. You're good at what you provide. You're good in your service but maybe you don't know much about the business side of what you're doing, then that is a thinking gap. And I'll give you an illustration of people who had thinking gaps. I'll make up one first. You have Bubba. You know Bubba. Bubba lives in your community. Bubba is the one that has the three grills out there in his backyard. Bubba is the one that has the reputation for having the best barbecue in the community. Bubba is the one that you ask, uh, ask, can he barbecue some of your ribs? Bubba is the one that you look forward to uh, getting a sandwich, barbecue sandwich from. Bubba has the best barbecue in the community. and Everybody knows that all the family members, whenever they have a gathering, Bubba does the cooking. But Bubba has a thinking gap. He knows how to, uh, to do this barbecue thing. I mean, he has the sauce. He got his own homemade sauce. And, and he, I mean, he got the grill. He, he, the, the meat is so tender. He got that down. I mean, he got that down. But he really doesn't know the business side. So you got a, a company, a barbecue restaurant like Jim and Nick's. Or a a restaurant like Dreamland, and they run circles around Bubba. Even though Bubba has this great barbecue, he does not understand how to take his ability and his task and, and his giftedness and make it profitable. He just doesn't know how to do that. He has a thinking gap. I'm reminded of an R&B group, popular in the 1980s, New Edition. And I was watching a documentary of this group. They were extremely popular, extremely talented, a, a large audience, renowned, but they had a thinking gap they could perform on the stage, but many of them did not know the business side. So they had other folk handling the business side and they didn't know anything about that. So even though they were generating finances because they didn't know the business side of it, others were siphoning, the money was going in different places and they didn't really benefit from the performances that they, the great performances, they didn't benefit Financially, the way they could have if they had not had thinking gaps, thinking through the business side and not just the performance side. And then finally, I, when I look at I pastor for 42 years and eight months and early in my pastorage, I had huge thinking gaps. You know, I, I understood praying, preparing sermons, and preaching, but I did not understand leadership. I didn't understand that there was a difference between preaching and leadership. And maybe you're listening to me and you're a pastor, and you're just a great communicator. You're just an absolute, amazing, uh, articulate communicator. Just preach, preach. A wonderful preacher, a minister can really exegete the word and share the word and make it plain and clear. And you may be wondering why your church does not grow. Well, it may be that you have a thinking gap. It may be that you've majored on the preaching side, but you don't know anything about leadership. And that's what I'm trying to do. I want to help you in the area of the leadership side because you can be a great preacher and your church never grow because growth comes out of leadership. And that's why you can see a guy down the street. He's not as... Uh, as articulate, not as gifted as you are, but his church can really grow because maybe he understood or she understands something about leadership and not just preaching. So you need to evaluate. And that's what I'm trying to do. I want to help you to take your thinking to another level. Now, this concludes part two of Our series on a leader's mentality. We've talked about foundations. We've talked about concepts. And in our third part, we're going to talk about attitude because your attitude will also determine whether you elevate and go up in your leadership or whether you come down in your leadership. Listen, thank you for spending this time with me. It's a journey. It's a journey, and I want to thank you for taking this journey with me. I look forward to seeing you next time, and I pray that you have a wonderful rest of the week.